Before we get into this episode, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love our show, please scroll down to the review section of your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star rating. If you have a few more seconds, please also leave us a review telling us what you like most about our show. We read every single one of these and we appreciate them so much. This will also help us grow and get into the ears of those who love true crime and food as much as you do. Thanks and enjoy the episode. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to Unsavory, where true crime meets food. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Becca, and you're listening to Unsavory. And when this episode comes out, it will actually be Boxing Day. So we hope everyone's having a nice, relaxing holiday time with their family and friends, and maybe taking a nice, snowy podcast walk with this episode. And gearing up for a happy new year. Ah, yes, the new year. A perfect segue, Becca. (laughs) The time of year when many people are feeling motivated to set new resolutions and make a change, often a health-related change, which is why we typically like to cover something diet or weight loss related this time of year, because there's a whole lot of nuance around these topics that is worth discussing and often some scandal. Ooh, always some scandal. Yeah, I know. I feel like January can feel like such a great time for a reset You know, after the holidays and a break from all things work. But sometimes mm-hmm. the expectation for change around this time 
of year can be a bit overwhelming and stressful. So I know. But if you haven't set any New Year's resolutions yet, don't worry. You can set personal goals any time of the year. (laughs) Or not. Yeah, be a rebel. Set them now. Or set them never. It's totally up to you. So today's story is actually a little bit different for us. It's not really a scandal or a crime, but it is definitely a hot topic right now. And I would say it has some scandal potential. It does. It just feels like we've been down this path before. We are talking about Ozempic, the new miracle weight loss drug that's been rocketed into high demand after being touted by TikTok influencers and Beverly Hills medical spas. The catch? It's not actually meant for weight loss, and there are concerns that those who really need it might have difficulty accessing it. Okay, yeah, that does sound pretty pretty dang scandalous to me. It's actually, like, it's kind of not scandalous yet, but it's it's nuanced. You'll see what I mean. Okay. <laughs> and content warning, this episode will have quite a bit of discussion about intentional weight loss, which we don't actually talk about too often on the podcast. So if that's something you find difficult to listen to or doesn't align with your personal values or goals, you can skip this one. We have tons of episodes that feature fascinating stories that are not weight-related at all. Are you ready, Becca? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. The information in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. If you're interested in medical nutrition therapy or personalized nutrition advice, please talk to a physician or registered dietitian in your area. If you have a history of disordered eating, be advised that nutrition details will be discussed and take the steps you need to protect your recovery journey. All the citations and relevant links for anything mentioned in this episode will be in our show notes on our website, unsavorypodcast.com. This podcast may contain coarse language, mature subject matter, and content of a violent or disturbing nature. Listener discretion is advised. This is an independently produced podcast. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can sign up as a donor through the Patreon link in our bio. If you could rate, review, follow, and share our show with your true crime and food-loving friends, that would really help us out, and we will be forever grateful. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Shout out to my sources. I used quite a few different articles and thought pieces that are all linked in the show notes on unsavory.com. But the main ones I used are a New York Times article by Danny Blum entitled, What is Ozempic and Why is it Getting So Much Attention? An article on Health Match by Claire Bono entitled, Ozempic is Not a Weight Loss Drug, Despite What Social Media Users Suggest. A National Geographic article 
entitled What to Know About Ozempic, TikTok's Favorite Weight Loss Drug by Ali Yang, and a wonderful article by friend of the pod, Abby Langer, entitled Are Weight Loss Medications and Bariatric Surgery Effective? So we had to cover this topic because it's all over social media right now, and we wanted to hopefully add some nuance into the mix of information out there. But we are not endocrinologists or pharmacists, but this is definitely a nutrition-adjacent topic. And it's important to note that the use of this class of drugs for weight loss is relatively new, so information featured in this podcast could change in the future as more studies come out and as more people have had the chance to use the medication long-term. So weight and weight loss and body shape always seem to be hot topics in Western society, and people are always looking for a quick fix. And who can blame them? Changing your body shape can be very difficult, and losing weight is not something that is equally difficult for everyone. There are so many different factors that make it challenging for some people to lose weight. We've covered some of the more scandalous quick fixes on the podcast before, like the alkaline diet, the way down diet, fruitarianism, breatharianism, and even the recent tapeworm diet episode. And typically, any sort of lose weight quick scheme or protocol works by rapidly dropping water weight and muscle mass at the start. Usually in the form of diarrhea. Yes. (laughs) And then the person goes off the diet or the protocol, and the weight is gained back quite quickly. One of the unfortunate side effects of this weight cycling phenomenon is the impact it has on someone's relationship with food. So they might start to distrust themselves around food and enter a cycle of restriction and overeating that can be distressing and not supportive of the individual's overall health goals. I think any experienced social media user can attest that there are endless diets, supplements, meal plans, and even pharmaceuticals promoting rapid weight loss, many lacking scientific evidence and rarely producing long-term effects. Losing weight in a safe and sustainable way can take a very long time and requires a multi-pronged lifestyle approach to health behavior change. And yet, year after year, season after season, along comes a new magic bullet to lose weight. I think it might be the world's biggest scam. It's truly impossible to keep up with (laughs) all the different trends, but I feel like this one has been particularly difficult to ignore. It's really present online. And 2022 as a whole has been a doozy of a year when it comes to diet culture and body trends. We've seen headlines touting the return to the heroin chic figures of the 90s. We also saw a return to 90s fashion trends that involved low-rise jeans and torso-bearing shirts. And now we have TikTok influencers, celebrities, and tech moguls singing the praises of a new diabetes medication, Ozempic, and its weight loss counterpart, Wegovy. Now, I'm pretty skeptical by nature, but like most things in the nutrition and health world, the case with Ozempic is not so black and white. I think something like a hot new weight loss medication seems really scandalous for a couple reasons. So first, weight loss medications have a pretty bad track record. That's almost undeniable, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a sec. Historically, weight loss medications have been ineffective 
at best and dangerous at worst. I also think weight loss medications are kind of seen as this ultimate quick fix. And because some people still believe that weight is something that could be completely controlled by the individual, which is not the case, a pill could almost be seen like a shortcut or a moral failure, which it's not. So we know that when it comes to weight, multiple factors are at play, many of which are beyond individual control, including genetics, childhood habits, medical conditions, the physical environment that you live in, your mobility, and even your hormones. So given this complexity, it makes sense that weight loss medications are really nothing new. People have been searching for a quick fix since the dawn of time. Some of the first quick fixes for weight loss are described by Serranus of Ephesus, a Greek physician in the 2nd century. He prescribed elixirs of laxatives and diuretics, as well as heat, massage, and exercise, and low-calorie diets to help people lose weight. This remained the mainstay of treatment for millennia, and some of those techniques are not obsolete today. But in the 1920s and 30s, new treatments began to pop up. A thyroid medication that was effective for the treatment of hypothyroidism became popular for weight loss, but it had only a modest effect, and it mimicked the symptoms of hyperthyroidism as a side effect, so users would experience heart palpitations and difficulty sleeping. It didn't last. In the 60s and 70s, amphetamines like dexedrin, aka Adderall, were widely used. The problem with amphetamines is that they have the potential to be addictive and can have some pretty serious side effects like high blood pressure and even psychosis. That makes me kind of think of the medication Vyvanse, which it's also an amphetamine similar to Adderall that is used for Mm. things like ADHD treatment. But it can also like decrease appetite pretty drastically. So you kind of like lose any want to eat food when you're on it, or at least some people do. And it was recently approved for binge eating disorder. Oh, yeah. But one thing that I've seen with like clients and things like that is that people who are on this medication, once it wears off, they're basically being put in a position where they're engaging in the behavior that they were trying to avoid in the first place. Right. So it does end up encouraging binge eating once medication wears off. So it's one of those things that you kind of have to maintain, but there's just so many side effects if you were to continue to take Vyvanse morning and night that it's just not sustainable. So it's, yeah, it's really tricky stuff with these these amphetamines. Definitely. And eventually people would have to go off of it, right? And they haven't gotten to the root of what was causing the binge eating in the first place. It's kind of like a Band-Aid. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, these medications can be so helpful for certain things, but Mm -hmm. you really have to kind of assess and monitor like what you're using them for. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, once people realized that amphetamines weren't all they were cracked up to be, the next big weight loss pill was something called Fenfen in the early 90s, which could be a whole unsavory episode in and of itself. So Fenfen was eventually discontinued for its effects on the heart after being linked to several deaths. Oh, no. And we could do an episode on that, Becca. I don't know much about that at all, so maybe we will. Maybe we will. (laughs) Maybe next New Year's. (laughs) And there's another drug called Orlistat that's still available and has been shown to cause modest weight loss by causing the malabsorption of dietary fats by inhibiting lipases, which are the enzymes that help our body digest fat. And one of the main side effects of this drug is oily bowel movements, which sounds a bit slimy, 
but could be avoided by following a low-fat diet. Yeah, definitely sounds less than desirable. Yeah, I know. I'm sure, you know, you'd probably never become constipated, (laughs) so that's kind of a plus. But in comparison to some of the weight loss drugs of the past, Ozempic and Wigovi actually appear to be safer and more effective. So what exactly is Ozempic? Ozempic is a diabetes medication created by Danish pharmaceutical giant Novo Nordisk. It's gained traction in recent years for its ability to lower blood sugar and improve levels of glycated hemoglobin, also known as A1C, which is a measure of blood sugar levels over a three-month period. So for those living with diabetes, the positive effects of Ozempic can be life-changing and improve their diabetes management long-term, which can help prevent some of the more severe complications of diabetes. There is also some pretty great research about the safety and benefits of Ozempic. So for example, when combined with a healthy diet and regular exercise, Ozempic has also been shown to improve blood sugar and lowered the risk of stroke, heart attack, or death in adults living with type 2 diabetes. And that was directly from the Ozempic website. And you'll note that even in that little snippet, it says when combined with a healthy diet and regular exercise. Ozempic is administered as a once-weekly injection. So I actually remember learning about it before it was popular on social media in my diabetes placement when I was studying to become a dietitian. And it can be useful because it can be really helpful for individuals with diabetes who also have a hard time swallowing pills. So maybe they have dysphagia or someone who has difficulty remembering to take daily medications, like they have memory issues. So the once-weekly injection format is very convenient for some. And it sounds pretty wonderful. So why is it only rising to popularity now? Well, the FDA first approved Ozempic for diabetes management in 2017, and that's only five years ago. Wow. One of the major side effects of Ozempic is weight loss. And yes, that is considered a side effect because it's not the main purpose of the medication. The Ozempic website clearly states Ozempic is not for weight loss. That's right on the website, like right on the homepage. And Ozempic has not been approved by the FDA for weight loss. I love how they have to put that right on the homepage. Yeah, right there. Is it front and center or is it No, like it's a- like in, in asterisks, yeah. but it's there. It's on the, you know, it's not hidden. It's there. So this drug has only been around for five years. Like that is really not a long time. And it's not approved for weight loss. That's pretty crazy to me. Yeah. That it's so popular. But it does cause weight loss. And this can be an attractive feature of the medication for those who have struggled to lose weight for health reasons, but also for celebrities who are trying to meet and maintain unrealistic body standards and even tech moguls trying to shed a few pounds. (laughs) So not surprisingly, there is a market here. So in 2021, the FDA approved another version of the drug from Novo Nordisk that contains a higher dose of the active component called semaglutide under the brand name Wigovi. Unlike Ozempic, Wigovi has been approved by the FDA for weight loss, specifically in patients with a BMI above 30 or a BMI above 27 in combination with weight-related comorbidities like high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, or high cholesterol. So Ozempic is approved for diabetes Wigovi is approved for weight loss. Okay. And sorry, is Novo Nordisk, is that the same 
company that has Ozempic? Yes. Okay. They actually have the patent for semaglutide, which gotcha. is a perfect segue again. Becca, you're keeping me on track. <laughs> so how do Wegovy and Ozempic work? Ozempic and Wegovy belong to a class of medications called semaglutide, which helps lower blood sugar levels and regulate insulin release, which is crucial for people with type 2 diabetes. The drug imitates a naturally occurring hormone in the human body called glucagon-like peptide 1, or GLP-1, that we produce in our intestines when we eat, and it actually helps signal feelings of fullness. So semaglutide is a GLP-1 receptor agonist, which means that it can bind to our GLP-1 receptors and have a similar effect. So when someone takes semaglutide, it actually helps lower appetite by signaling to our bodies that we feel full and slowing down the passage of food from the stomach to the intestine. That's so interesting. It makes me think, is it like similar to, what is it, leptin? Yeah, that is one of the hormones that makes us feel full, but I think leptin... I'm looking it up because I was just thinking about leptin as you were speaking. Do, do, do. Leptin may modulate... GLP-1 secretion. Okay. Interesting. Learn something Connecting the dots. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it makes people taking the drug feel fuller faster. And many people actually tend to have other GI symptoms, so they'll feel nauseous, bloated, and really unable to eat like they were used to. So it doesn't really sound like a comfortable type of fullness. It sounds like and I can't eat a single other bite type of fullness. Right. Some people have described feeling almost repulsed by food and unable to eat or drink what they'd like. For some patients taking the medication, foods that used to be really exciting to them are no longer exciting, and they find themselves actually thinking about food a lot less. Oh, that's kind of sad. I find so much joy in the things that I eat. (laughs) Like this stuff then basically just, it's pushing people to... I guess, stick to like a lower calorie diet, correct? Kind of. It's essentially removing the drive to eat or to eat a lot. So yeah, naturally they would be consuming less calories because they simply don't want to eat or they feel full very quickly. And as a dietitian, I I would love to see some more research about the long-term effects of something like this because our hunger and satiety cues are there for a reason. We feel hunger because our body requires nutrition, and it's signaling to us that we should eat. I'm always kind of wary of anything that messes with those natural hunger cues. Like even the last episode I did about eating competitions, which is actually about ignoring and altering hunger cues in a completely different way Mm -hmm. so that they can eat more for their eating competitions. But it really makes you think about the long-term impacts of messing with your hunger signals and your hunger cues. Absolutely. So I think on something like Ozempic or Wagovi, when you're intentionally increasing your feelings of satiety and therefore decreasing your hunger signals, you'd have to be really conscious about making sure that you're consuming nutrient-dense foods with your reduced appetite so that you can avoid any nutrient deficiencies. But unfortunately, the drug hasn't really been around that long. So remember, Ozempic was approved in 2017, not for weight loss. And Wagovi was only approved for weight loss in 2021. Right. I feel like you made like a really good point there too. It makes me wonder what types of foods 
might seem the most appetizing when you're on this medication. Because personally, if I'm feeling nauseous, simple carbs are the way that I usually go. Which aren't the most nutrient dense. No, they are not. (laughs) And I would agree. Toast and ginger ale are my choices too if I'm feeling nauseous. There are, you know, at your own risk, there are a ton of what I eat in a day on Ozempic videos on TikTok. Oh, really? So you can go, you know, check them out. For the most part, it looks like people just prepare whatever they would normally eat, but then they're really only able to eat a small amount, almost like a comically small amount. Like someone would prepare two pieces of toast and then only eat like a quarter or a half and be like, I'm so full. I can't even finish my coffee. So it really does feel like kind of an extreme fullness. Yeah. But what about the evidence? So the evidence that exists suggests that Wigovi works for weight loss for most people. The FDA's approval of Wigovi was based on the results of the STEP clinical trial, which stands for Semaglutide Treatment Effect in People with Obesity. These trials were conducted by the drug's manufacturer, Novo Nordisk, and Wigovi's safety and efficacy were studied in four 68-week, so over a year, mm-hmm. randomized, double-blind clinical trials with about 4,500 participants. Pretty good study design. Yeah, it's big, long. Yeah, good sample size and a decent length of time. Three of the four studies, studies one, two, and three, were placebo-controlled trials. And then the fourth study was actually a placebo withdrawal trial. Can you refresh my memory on what a placebo withdrawal is? (laughs) Definitely. I had to look this up too. (laughs) A placebo withdrawal study is when participants receive a test treatment for a specified time frame. And then at the end of that period, the participants are randomly assigned to either continue the treatment with the test treatment or with a placebo. So they would start the group on Wagovi, and then after a certain period of time, some would continue on Wagovi, and others would unknowingly switch to a placebo. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's ringing a bell on the very back side of my Dusty brain. Dusty corner yeah. <laughs> of your brain <laughs> that hasn't been accessed in a very long time. Okay, so in studies one, two, and three, about 84%, 67%, and 85% of the Wagovi-treated patients respectively experienced losing 5% or more of their body weight compared to 31, 30, and 48% of the placebo-treated patients, respectively, at 68 weeks. I think that's proof that the placebo effect is real. I know. <laughs> the, placebo, like, the placebo effect there is pretty significant. Yeah. Basically, 30 to 50% of those receiving the placebo also lost weight. Maybe just because they were excited to be in a study or had that accountability piece. I'm not sure. And they definitely knew what the end result was supposed to be, right? Would they? I'm not sure. I feel like that could be... It's double blind, but I'm sure they knew that they were in the study for weight loss. For weight loss, right. Yeah. Mm. So step one actually found that the mean reduction in body weight over the 68 weeks was about 15% of their body weight. That is kind of like the one that pops up most often. It was concluded that Wagovi was safe and overall well-tolerated throughout the studies and with the most prevalent adverse events being gastrointestinal issues. The most frequent side effects reported in patients treated with Wagovi during the clinical trials were nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, constipation, stomach discomfort, headache, tiredness, dizziness, bloating, hypoglycemia, gas, and heartburn. It sounds unpleasant, but... 
at least based on this research, it seems to be effective in the short term. Another study published in April 2022 looked at the changes in body weight and the cardiometabolic risk factors upon getting off the drug and trying to maintain. So how long-term are these effects? And this study found that after a year, people had regained about two-thirds of the weight that they had lost. And the positive changes that they had seen in cardiometabolic risk factors like blood pressure, blood lipids, A1C, and C-reactive protein had actually reverted to baseline after about 120 weeks since discontinuing the medication. Wow. So these findings kind of reinforce what we were talking about earlier, like the results aren't very long-lasting. Right. Yeah, it's definitely more of like a short-term solution if you can't continue on with the treatment. And I'm surprised too, like, I mean, they can't they can't have that much knowledge on the long-term effects if it's only really been on the market and people have been able to take it for five years. Yeah. And I do wonder, we'll call a pharmacist friend, I don't know, how long is it safe for someone to be on this? Yeah. Is it safe for life? I don't know. I'm talking about Wagovi, not um, Ozempic. Ozempic. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a pharmacist. Yeah, I know. Do we have one we can call? (laughs) We'll ask someone at work. (laughs) (laughs) So like so many other quick fixes, we don't really have enough data to say if it works long term or not. And once someone stops taking the medication that is basically suppressing their appetite and their appetite returns, it's very likely that they'll gain the weight back. The scandalous issue with Ozempic and Wagovi isn't whether or not it works, but instead who's using it, who has access to it, and why. So remember, Ozempic itself is not approved for weight loss. Wagovi is. Ozempic is only approved for diabetes management. So first of all, this medication is expensive. For someone without any insurance coverage of the drug, Ozempic costs about $1,000 and Wagovi costs about $1,600 for a 30-day supply. That's a lot. Yeah. And so if you don't qualify for it or you don't have insurance, then you're going to be paying out of pocket for this. And that's a pretty hefty price tag. And secondly, the medication has not been studied in people who don't have diabetes or excess weight. So these drugs weren't designed for people who want to be super, super thin. But unfortunately, rumors are swirling that that is exactly what might be happening, especially in Hollywood. Mm. And as an observer of diet culture in the media over the past, you know, three decades of my life, I see that the pendulum of body trends is swinging back towards ultra thin. And the fact that there's a new quick fix in town to help people go from already thin bodies to ultra thin bodies is very scary. There are rumors that Kim K used Ozempic to fit into her Marilyn Monroe dress. This has not been confirmed, but she did tell Vogue that she lost about 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into the dress. And it all just feels very 90s. Like we've been here before, folks, and it wasn't great. Yeah. Let's not go back. On TikTok, hashtag Ozempic or hashtag Ozempic weight loss has been viewed over 465.3 million times with people expressing shock and delight over their medication-induced weight loss and swapping different stories about side effects. And that is a lot of people interested in and possibly using a drug for weight loss that isn't actually approved for weight loss. Right. 
But if they're viewed over 400 million times, it could yeah. still be like the same people viewing a couple videos or going kind of into a wormhole. Yeah, it could Ozempic. be a vortex. Yeah, so it could be like 100 million, but still, that's a freaking ton of people. For sure. <laughs> I will say, I hadn't seen any of the Ozempic TikTok stuff before doing research. And actually, now I no, have physically typed in Ozempic and Ozempic weight loss into my search bar. And so now I see it all the time. I'm like, <laughs> great. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Interest in the medication was further boosted when Elon Musk was asked on Twitter, hey, Elon Musk, what's your secret? You look awesome, fit, ripped and healthy, lifting weights, eating healthy. And he responded, fasting and Wigovi. And when I first saw that tweet, do you remember Kafifi? I, I feel like I do, but it's like <laughs> not fully, my like thought process is not coming to like fruition here. Um, it was the remind me. <laughs> tweet that Trump did like in the middle of the night that was just like a nonsense word. <laughs> yes, and okay. everyone was like, what is it? Like, is it a code? Did he mean coffee? <laughs> like, what is he talking about? When I first saw Elon Musk's tweet, I was like, is this another Kafifi? <laughs> that was before I even knew what Wigovi was. Wigovi was. <laughs> but Elon Musk isn't the only one using it. There's an article in The Guardian that speaks with a California doctor, Dr. Daniel Guillem, who owns a medical spa. And he's quoted as saying, everyone's on it. A lot of celebrities are on it. Anyone who's not talking about it is on it. Don't say that. I know. Dr. There's Daniel. so many articles, <sighs> so many articles that like claim everyone in Hollywood is using it or all the celebrities are on it or like A-list actors are all on it and there are no names. And so right. there really isn't any proof. And anyone who's not talking about it is on it. How about anyone who's not talking yeah. about it might also not know what it is. Or might just not be on it. <laughs> or might not be on it so they have nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate that quote. I know. Despite only being approved by the FDA for human use since 2017, Ozempic has gone from being a relatively unknown diabetes medication to a household name in very high demand. Okay, let's like go back a sec because if mm -hmm. Ozempic isn't approved for weight loss, I realize that we're talking about Ozempic. Yes. Like here quite a bit. Like how is everybody mm -hmm. getting it? That is an excellent question. And I will say the answer isn't super clear, much mm -hmm. like how no one's naming names about like, Oh, what celebs are on it, even though apparently everyone's taking it. I'm like, who's taking it? Maybe nobody's taking it. Maybe nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no one's taking it. Maybe it's like the best social media campaign of all time. But mostly it's off-label prescriptions. So doctors can still prescribe a medication for benefits beyond the primary intended use or the approved use. Mm -hmm. So someone, a doctor could prescribe Ozempic for weight loss. Okay. Plus there are these like medical spas in California and maybe throughout the States. And also these things called compounding pharmacies that make almost like knockoff versions of medications. So there are ways to access Ozempic without actually qualifying and without actually going through like Novo Nordisk, the manufacturer. Okay. I guess I didn't realize that doctors could prescribe a medication for a use other than its intended use if the FDA hasn't approved it. Yeah. it's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. They really hold the power, don't they? They do. Yeah, I know. It's really interesting. Novo Nordisk actually issued a warning about compounded semaglutide, saying that it doesn't supply ingredients to compounders. So Novo Nordisk actually holds the patent on semaglutide, and it's 
apparently suing some companies for patent infringement. Oh, really? So yes. those that are trying to like mimic the yeah. same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then huh. there have also been some FDA recalls from compounders or these compounding pharmacies who have mixed semaglutide with supplements. Again, not approved and possibly not even safe. So definitely not something you want to be getting off brand. But when the demand is high, there can be supply shortages, just like we're seeing now. So Azempic and Wigovi have been listed by the FDA as medications in short supply. Wigovi was approved for weight loss in those who qualify, but it quickly ran out due to the high demand. And so Ozempic was next in line. So that's why people are switching to Ozempic mm. instead of just going for Wigovi. Gotcha. It's not available. In the spring, Nova Nordisk reported difficulty keeping up with the skyrocketing demand. In Australia, recommendations have been officially made to physicians to prioritize Ozempic's use for its on-label treatment of type 2 diabetes. And considering that over 11% of the U.S. population and 10% of the Canadian population live with diabetes, prioritizing the use of Ozempic for its actual use is very important. Yeah, of course. Do we have an Ozempic shortage here no. in Canada? No, nope. okay. Canada's doing okay. The shortage seems to be mostly affecting the U.S. and Australia. But then, as if there's, I feel like there's so many areas that are like almost scandalous, like the shortage and who's using it. But there's also the side effects, which can be pretty serious. So while most of the side effects are mild and mostly gastrointestinal related, Ozempic does actually have a boxed warning. And a boxed warning is commonly referred to as a black box warning. And it's basically the most serious type of warning mandated by the FDA. They are featured in the labeling of drugs to warn prescribers about serious adverse reactions or special problems. So the FDA issued this boxed warning because Ozempic has been shown to cause thyroid tumors and thyroid cancer in animals. And it isn't known if Ozempic can cause thyroid tumors or thyroid cancer in humans. Oh, no. I know. It makes me just question why, like, unless you need this medication, why you would opt to take it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think that it's like the safe, quick fix that everyone wants it to be. But that's mm-hmm. the thing about these like quick fixes is that there's many people that will turn to it just to fit a certain look yeah. or for purely aesthetic reasons. And that's not what it's intended for. Yeah. It's never as sexy as it sounds. No. Just like with the tapeworm diet. Just like with the tapeworm diet. And then, of course, like we said earlier, both Ozempic and Wagovi name GI issues like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and constipation as their most common side effects. Many users find that even small amounts of food or drink can make them feel nauseous and full, even water. And so for this reason, dehydration is a serious concern. Constipation is also a serious concern as people are eating less coupled with the slower gastric motility. That sounds like it could be a nightmare. Yeah. And online forums have plenty of stories from Ozempic users whose relationship with food has changed, not only physiologically, but psychologically. So people describe missing food and hating food at the same time, almost feeling repulsed by food or wanting to eat food, ordering a beautiful steak at their favorite restaurant, and then not being able to have more than a few bites. And there's something just a little scandalous and unsettling about a weight loss medication that makes food so unappetizing that you don't want to eat it. Humans need food. Mm -hmm. 
There are so many personal reasons why someone might choose to take Ozempic or Wagovi. As with all medical decisions, the choice to take a medication is best left between you and your primary physician. Weight loss can be challenging, and starting Ozempic or Wagovi might provide people with the motivation they need to embrace further healthy lifestyle changes. I definitely spent some time scrolling through TikTok and watching videos of people's personal experiences, and there are plenty of people who describe a lifelong struggle with weight that led to their decision to take the medication. Ozempic and Wigovi are not for everyone, but I do think that it could be helpful for some. Of course, new information could come out at any time, as this drug really hasn't been around long enough to study the very long-term effects of what is essentially a medically-induced very low calorie diet. Given that New Year's is the classic time that individuals resolve to make a health related behavior change, people might find themselves looking for a quick fix or a boost. Things in the world of weight loss are not always straightforward, and the path to success is not always clear and will look different for each and every one of us. And quick is usually not sustainable, as these medications have also proved. Yeah. For sure. One thing I do recommend, though, even if your goal is weight loss, is shifting the focus away from the number on the scale or on your clothing tags and focusing more on how you feel as you make healthier choices. So things like, are you sleeping better? Are you moving easier? Feeling stronger? Breathing better? Having more energy? Even regular bowel movements. There are so many different markers of health that don't involve tracking numbers. And when you shift your focus to these other aspects, it can be easier to stay motivated and recognize the progress that you've made. I love that. I feel like focusing on specific numbers can often mean you're missing the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the things you just named are a better representation of health than weight loss anyways. But that was a great episode. I came into it like knowing (laughs) so little about these medications and I, I genuinely do feel like their sale for weight loss does teeter the line of being extremely scandalous, but I feel like I learned a lot. It teeters. It definitely teeters. It's got the feel, but I feel like it's not scandalous yet. If it ever will be, who knows, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, hopefully it won't be. Hopefully it won't be. Hopefully we avoid it altogether. Course, yeah. Hopefully it <laughs> won't be. Hopefully it'll be all fine. We'll check back in 10 years. Sounds good. Okay. Make your own study. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year, Becca. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsavory. You can find all of the references and materials used to put this episode together in our show notes at unsavorypodcast.com. This is an independently produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would rate, review, follow, and share our show with your true crime and food-loving friends. This is the best way that you can support us for free. If you'd like to donate to our podcast, you can sign up as a donor through our Patreon link in our bio. For more information, follow us on Instagram at unsavorypodcast. If you have an idea for an episode or segment, email us at unsavorypod at gmail.com. This podcast was recorded and edited by Jeff Devine. Learn more at Jeff Devine Sound on Instagram. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer. After for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.